1: What up everybody? Welcome to the corner. I'm Kel Dansby. And I'm Andreas Hill. And we're just two journalists who cover wrestling, boxing, and MMA, but we also love hip-hop. On today's show, we are talking about NXT Brooklyn, WWA SummerSlam, Wideman versus John Jones, and we gotta start off with straight out of Compton. But first we're here at the agenda convention in las yeah. vegas at the venetian
2: yeah gender trade show where all the fashion big wigs come out Streetwear, um, magic conventions down the street where all the fashion cats are at so we're, we're just kind of in the mix um, we're gonna get through this show today so we can go look at some gear all i've seen was a bunch of flashy underwear though that's all i'm seeing out
1: here you're at the wrong spots
2: nah man wait wait when you go in there everything the craze last year was socks now it's <laughs> yeah. underwear. Everybody matching their underwear. It's just kind of corny, but, you know. Hey, they got to go. do
1: what they got to do. Uh, Nike had a dope spot yesterday where they showed a lot of their collection. Uh, Reebok is out here. Shout out to Puma for a really cool event I went to the other night. Uh, Rich Homie Quan or some, one of their young kids. I forgot who the hell it was. Name when they all the same. Oh, Travis Scott. That's who it was. They I do like, one song the whole <laughs> night. That's how I know I'm old and washed. <laughs> but uh, that was dope. So shout out to everyone. And so let's breeze through this show. Yo, we got to start with Straight Out Compton. Now we've both seen it. Yes. Andres saw it after uh, last week's episode. Exactly. And uh, it was dope. It was dope. I, I'm not mad at it at all. It's finally good to see a good representation of something that actually happened.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was one of those movies where before going in, I was a little concerned about when they talked about not having the D Barnes incident, not having, like, the misogyny. But then you watch the movie, and you're like, well, shit, I don't want this thing to be about five and a half hours long, so many subplots. Like... You know, there's so many... Arabian Prince wasn't in there. There's, like, mad people that weren't in the movie. Like, they didn't talk about the Big Epoch thing. There was a lot of things missing. But it's a movie. I got to be entertained. I'm not here for a documentary. I can watch this shit on VH1. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: like, they... It seemed like it was a good pace, and then they kind of sped it up at the end. And yeah. then they skipped over a lot of stuff. I'm not mad at it, though. And, you know, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, they only showed, really, the good parts of the shit they did. Like, you said, the whole D spot was left out. You don't want to show... Uh, Uh, Dr. Dre slapping somebody and you can't you can't do that (laughs) well
2: I mean what was it gonna do at the end of the day like that's a whole nother movie it wasn't the Dr. Dre show it was a movie about NWA and like I said you can't service all those subplots and and I was watching the VH1 rock doc the other day and the movie is literally beat for beat the VH1 rock doc like from top to bottom everything that's covered in the rock doc is covered in the movie so it's about time we get a movie that kind of validates our era because it's just not going to be in our history books, our kids' history books. They're not going to talk about N.W.A. Just like they don't talk about Marcus Garvey, the Black Panther Party, or hardly talk about Malcolm <laughs> X. It's all left out. So the only way you could document this through a movie. So it's entertaining. But at the same time, it's funny. I'm sitting at the theater and I'm looking at, um, you know, younger kids that saw the Rodney King thing. And they were like, they got away with that. And I'm like, the irony of you saying that motherfuckers is is getting shot every day by the police. They're getting killed on camera and not still, going to jail. Still. This is this almost 30 years ago. This is like twenty five years ago. It's like, yo, like, I can't believe y'all still surprised by all this stuff. Like, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, at the end of the day, that's that's what you see in this movie.
1: Yo, I've seen a lot of 14, 15 year old kids bumping NWA lately. Just yeah. mad easy e playing. I'm just like, what do y'all know about this? But it's dope that it's bringing it to like a younger generation. Kids who weren't even born yet.
2: Exactly. Kids it's who
1: were born in 2000, bumping Easy e like this shit's new. like It's the first time hearing
2: it. It's like having a stream of conscience at a certain point. It's like if, when you see your history visualized, for me it validates what I've been through and the things that I've grew up with and the music that I associated myself with. It took, it took a lot of things after and uh, applied to my life. And when I first heard N.W.A. and I first heard Fuck the Police, it was like, oh, what's wrong with the police? And I'm a kid <laughs> and I'm like reading books and, and like watching the news. And in New York was like Hudson Beach. And, and, and I mean, Howard Beach and all those things that was going on. And you're like, oh, this is important. And this music motivated me to do things like everybody says you grow up and your parents raise you. Well, I wasn't raised by my parents like that. I was raised by hip hop and the television. And the things that I saw on TV affected me you know for better or worse so to see a movie like this come out and to see it do well 58 million at the box office it validates our existence and hip-hop was never really a fad it was you know street culture
1: yeah you know and they did it right that's the key like finally we get a good representation of something not something that's just going to be spun on BET eighteen times yeah in in fucking one week or something so it was dope see that it did numbers hopefully we get more stuff like that um you know I don't want Puff to do it, but it'd be dope if they did a whole Bad Boy era joint. I'm cool. You can
2: have that. I want a
1: Public Enemy movie. That's what I want next. I want a Public Enemy movie. There's just a lot from back then. Even if you go like the origins of hip-hop, just give a great movie about that. Of course. Like early NY hip-hop and all that shit. That'd be great for the culture. And this movie, we'll see if it stands the test of time. Like Everyone's hype about it now, we'll see where it falls into place.
2: I think so, man. If, I mean, I grew up seeing a lot of hood flicks. So it's like to see this one, if F. Gary Gray did a great job. It's ironic, though, to see F. Gary Gray filming the son of the guy who wrote the movie that he directed, which is Friday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and, and to watch his son playing Ice Cube right in the movie Friday, it's so meta. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy. The
1: best part of the movie, though. Cube's son just oh, killed he, it. It looks just like his dad. Yo, stole the show, mannerisms, everything. That show's great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Talking about the hood movies that we grew up with and how they molded us. Pound for Pound this week, top five hood movies.
2: Classics, all right. The classic joints. This is Uh, easy for me. I know people
1: are just going to kill my list. I'll go, for me, yo, it's tough, it's tough. But number one, I got paid in full. Just being in NY and just what it meant to everyone, paid in full is is up there. I watch paid in full every day if you let me. (laughs) Paid in full is one. Two is New Jack City. Okay. It's because Nino took the carter. Come on, man. Let's go Nino. Three, we have uh Boys in the Hood is three. Okay And that's that's number one on a lot of people's list but I ain't grow up on the West Coast. I grew up in the East, that's what happens. Uh Boys in the Hood three, four, I'll go Payton. uh Payton Four was one Menace to Society is four. Okay. Menace was dope and then five, I'll go belly. Damn, my list belly.
2: Okay. Well, my number one movie, which you failed the name, and I watched it to nausea, was Juice. That's my number one. Oh, juice, juice, yeah. Juice is my favorite movie, like, ever. Because I was a hip hop kid, and to see, D- I wanted to be a DJ. Everybody wanted to be like GQ after that movie was over. So, number one is Juice. Um, running a very close second is Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood is honestly responsible for me wanting to go to Morehouse. When Trey wanted to go to Morehouse to do that movie, between Boys in the Hood and Outcast, I was like, I'm going to Atlanta. Like, I'm going to Morehouse. That's what I want to do. Um, three would have to be Menace just because I just watched it way too many times and I know it damn near word for word. Um, and, you know, like growing up on the West Coast, it says, you just see that movie. It was just, I mean, it was, Lorenz Tate was phenomenal as old dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tyron turner is he never did anything (laughs) else after that but lorence tater's old dog was excellent um what we have four i see you you put city of god on the list but i can't call it a hood flick because that would end up being number one on
1: my list city of god but that's like international hood that's like like, that that shows you hood from other places hood that's next level like yeah another joint i forgot which was close to my list was dead presidents Dead Presidents was a close five. Yeah, yeah, Dead president was dope. That might um, be
2: six. Let me see, where I'm at. Four was is uh, uh, New Jack City. Of course, the speech that Wesley Snipes gives at the end of the damn movie. Incredible. It made me pick up a book. I love movies that make me think. So yeah, Four New Jack City. Five is tough, man. It's, it's between Paid and Full and, um, and Set It Off. Like, I was big on Set It Off. Set It Off was huge. Set It Off is underrated. It's severely underrated because it's women. Yeah, because it's women. And the performances in that movie were great. Vivica Fox was great. Queen Latifah was great. Like, everybody was dope in that movie. Jada Pinkett, of course. Um, Blair Underwood's in the damn movie. And it makes you realize how old you are when you go back and see all those casts in the movie. So set it off. I'll give set it off the nod over Payton Ford, even though Payton Ford was a great, 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 great movie.
1: Damn, so so Juice for me is like seven. It's like number one for you.
2: I love Juice. Pac is Bishop and Juice. Like... I quote Juice all the time. I Damn, I hated Pock
1: in that movie though. But he's like, so good uh, with a passion. He
2: was so good as Bishop. Bishop,
1: give <laughs> motherfucker. Y'all love that movie. <laughs> That's our list. I know people are gonna be tweeting us with our with their list the whole time because everyone got an opinion. No one's gonna have the same list. Of course, you guys can tweet us yours at the corner LSN on Twitter. You can hit us up individually. That's going to be a good topic all week. Yeah.
2: If somebody hits me and says Baby Boy is like their favorite movie, like you're automatically getting your email deleted and called out on the show. Word.
1: Trading days up there. I don't know if that's a hood movie, though. It's it like too movie. new. Yeah. Nah. We'll, nah. But we'll see where Straight out Compton fits on the list, you know, as we go along. Of course. Now we got to talk about SummerSlam because it's wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling time. We got to give wrestlers just due. That's what the hell we're due here. And SummerSlam, it's had a nice build up. It's yeah. four hours long. I don't
2: know how they're going to fill four hours worth of shit. John Stewart's hosting. It's, it's like a mega show. Jonathan Coachman's back in the ESPN mix. ESPN is covering it. Yo, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, I mean, we can start with the main event. But first, even before that, you see ESPN, Lesnar on ESPN saying Vince is better than Dana? Yo, I saw that. He right? <laughs> he, hey, Vince McMahon's got the longest running program. Like, it's every week that Vince McMahon has to do this. And Dana doesn't have to deal with How that. How much
1: is Vince doing at this point?
2: I mean, shit, he don't have to do shit. How many years he put into this game? It's like thirty years, and it's family business. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, Vince McMahon knows what he's doing to run a weekly show with never a break. Yeah, yeah.
1: Continuous storylines. He's messed up a few times. But. Of course
2: he has. I mean, but he's always entertained. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I understand what Les is saying. Like Dana's calling it fake, but yo, they packing houses every night. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They're packing arenas every night. UFC fight nights is doing like five thousand people. Because <laughs> Dana has a hard time juggling all these talent, all this talent, and trying to expose people to different people, different talent. Which is funny because I talked to Josh Koscheck the other day. Because he went over to Bellator, and that was his main gripe. is There's too many shows, and Dana doesn't know how to service all the talent on these shows. Yeah. All the fighters don't get their just due. There's
1: not enough time, not enough buildup, not, not enough attachment to get to know everyone that's headlining. They haven't figured it out yet. There's another show this week in Sask- Saskatoon or whatever, yeah, somewhere, somewhere in Canada. Max Holloway headlining that show, which Listen, is a great card. Good personality, could sell, someone people should know of, but, they don't, but there's not enough time. No. They it's just don't. really not. Everyone's still talking about Ronda. So that's what I'm
2: saying. So Vince McMahon has known what he's doing for a long time. Dane is still trying to figure it out. The, the UFC, still, in my opinion, has way too many shows. And there's just way too many people that you've got to deal with. And they're not building enough stars outside of the octagon. Word.
1: Word. So, but SummerSlam. Yes. Back, back to SummerSlam. on topic SummerSlam, Lesnar, Taker, Taker looks like he's 80 years old, yo. I yo. It's just, I, I don't believe it. And That's really why he's kicking
2: him in the nuts, though. Like, Taker's got to go with a low blow because yeah. he can't just out-muscle Lesnar. Like, it's going to be a grimy fight. It's going to be a no-DQ. By the time we get to the match, it better be a no-DQ because there's no way Taker's winning this match straight up.
1: You think Taker's winning it at all?
2: Um, Or are man. you going to go with
1: your usual somebody's getting DQ'd stance if it's not not
2: Not, 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 not in this one. Somebody's got to win. It, it, somebody's got to win. However, the interesting thing about it is – the way it played off on Monday Night Raw was Taker was the heel in yeah. getting one over on Lesnar. Usually when you get one over on, the, on whoever the Monday Night Raw before pay-per-view, you're going to lose. Yep. But I have a hard time digesting that Lesnar's about to go 2-0 against the Undertaker.
1: Yo, I believe it. I, I want to believe it, but I just think that something... And nah. He's not going over clean. No, I, no, he won't go over clean. You know what I think? And I've been thinking about this. I'm like, yo, how do you even end this shit? I think Sting has to come out. That's whack. I think Sting has to come out and give Taker the business, hit him with a bat. Lesnar F5s him, Lesnar wins. And you set up Sting, Taker for WrestleMania, and the that's Jarrett what they want to
2: do. Is that what we're doing? Like, yo, both guys come out and depends. Like, man, what, what are we doing?
1: last year. Uh,
2: I don't – like, no matter what, after seeing Taker against Wyatt – and after watching Sting against Triple H, there's I don't no way I want to see them fight.
1: No one's carrying anyone. No. But the names are what they want. And they want viewers, and it's WrestleMania, it's in Dallas, it's going I, to be amazing. It's, it's they at want least seven years Raptors. too late.
2: It's seven years too late.
1: A lot of shit they do is seven years too late.
2: I know, but...
1: eh, It's the nostalgia of it.
2: I'm just trying to figure out where Lesnar goes from here. Because once Lesnar's done with Taker... It's not like they're gonna have a rematch at Hell. In- well, they could have a rematch at Hell in the Cell. Actually, now that I that'd think about it, that'd
1: be good. Maybe yeah. that's what we're gonna see. That's a lot of Taker though. There's yeah, a lot of that's mileage on that.
2: You know, Taker's already reached his peak. The, yeah. You know, the shocks are burnt out. The 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 I break. I don't want to see
1: F five him off of the cell. Like he's gonna kill him.
2: He'll turn to dust. <laughs> Maybe Kane intervenes in this match because he's been gone for a minute. Something's gotta happen. There's just no way Taker goes over clean.
1: Yeah, I, I think Taker loses though. Same reason. I like hope you so. You said. When it's built up like that, you usually lose. And Brock has the brighter future heading into next year than Taker. Brock can't take the L. Of course. He's a beast right now. you got to keep him a beast. Yep. Uh, the other match that should be headlining, but Vince is Vince and loves parading around. Cena and Rollins should be a spectacle. Cena versus Rollins. <laughs> Cena's the best worker so far this year in the company. And Rollins is, quote unquote, the future. And it's title versus title. There's no way in hell this shouldn't be headlining. And right now, CM Punk is somewhere flipping off Vince McMahon yelling, I told you so.
2: Nah, see, here's the problem. Go back to WrestleMania in Toronto. I think that was Triple H and Jericho. They headlined. Who was the match before them? The Rock and Hogan. Yeah. The air was out of the building before the the main event went on. You don't want that to happen because you know Lesnar and Taker's going to, whatever happens, they're going to bring it. And, just like at WrestleMania when Taker lost, the air was completely sucked out of the building by the time.
1: You, well, like, they you put needed, the Divas on after that? They though? had
2: to because they were dead. It was R.I.P., dead on arrival. There was the toe-tagged that shit. The next match was done. So, like, if you put Taker and Lesnar on before them and they have a great match, and for some reason Cena and Rollins has a lull, fans ain't going to be with it. It's a special attraction match. I get it. In any other universe, I figure, yeah, Cena and Rollins should have it. Because, I mean, Rollins is going to put on the show. Yeah. As long as he fucking doesn't lose. That's the only problem I'm going to have if Rollins Rollins loses. Rollins has to lose. No, he doesn't. Why?
1: Cena's going to lose the belt? Yes. I can't see this shit.
2: Yo, Chicken Shit Heel needs to go over clean. He's had a hard time going over clean.
1: No one goes over on Super Cena.
2: That's why he's got Not clean. not, and no heels go over on Cena. If you really look at the history of it, it's always like a face that goes Unless over on Cena. Unless
1: this is a trilogy-type shit, but I don't see no. it.
2: Rollins needs to go over clean because they've built up so much with Cena's comeback and Rollins as being the chicken shit and the douchebag and never can win a match clean and being a fraud. He's got to win. He's got to win this match. That's rough. And Cena, dog, I've had enough of Cena being champ. Cena being <laughs> champ, it's like we're back in the laundry room. We're going through the same cycle of shit with Cena being the champ
1: again. They, yeah, and I think they try to build up Cena as high as you can to in turn build up the golden boy Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I think Reigns is over for the time being. Yo, you know what? I, I think they're they're trying to slow push. They're trying to teach. You know, you have to learn. It ain't working. And if Cena beats Rollins, then you get Cena versus Lesnar again when Lesnar fucking annihilated him last time. Yeah, I don't want that. And if Super Cena can go over on Lesnar, whoever takes the belt from Cena then becomes the it guy. Whether it's, you know, Reigns or Rollins again at Mania or someone like a Finn Balor who they want to give the crazy quick push, whoever beats Cena for that title, he'd be so elevated that they're automatically the real deal. Everything and about this company.
2: Everything about this corny. I don't like it.
1: This is the fucking WWE. Nah. Half of it is corny. But I, I don't anything with John Cena is corny. First of all, every that's with why John Cena this, is corny. like we're talking Besides about the open thing. challenge. Everything is corny. That's
2: what I'm saying. Like Cena needs to elevate mid card talent. Like that's what he's been doing. Keep him there. Have him lose somehow. Whatever. Get the belt back some kind of weird way. But no. Like Rollins has a plethora of talent to go up against. Like there's fresher matches for Rollins as a, as the champ as a heel. Without the belt, Rollins is not the same Rollins. That's the case for anyone, though. No. Guys can go without having the belt. And still Bray do. Wyatt. Who else? It's a great example. Um, that's what I'm saying. There's no that's real it. heels. But it's like for Rage Cena. would be
1: so much better if he just had a belt. He
2: doesn't need a belt right now. Like, what are you going to give him? Give him the IC belt. Anyone
1: needs the IC belt.
2: Well, yeah, of course. Like, that, that shit is bullshit. But what I'm saying is, like, if Seth Rollins re- wins the title... And they go to hell in a cell because that makes sense, Cena Rollins hell in a cell because Cena wants to get it. And he still doesn't get it. you got Cesaro. you got got so many guys. Owens. you got so many guys who can go after Rollins where it's fresh, whereas with Cena, it's like we've seen pretty much everybody. And somewhere in this mix, Seamus has got to cash in that goddamn Money in the Bank briefcase.
1: He has to cash it in and lose, yes.
2: Because it's arbitrary at this point because him winning the title would just get the, the shit booed out of him. And everybody else, like, who wants to see Sheamus the title? It's all about the new talent. So, I'm picking Rollins to win. I hope he wins. I hope he wins clean because he needs it. He loses, he's gonna turn to the Miz, and that's not what I want to see. <laughs> I don't want to see something yeah, be the it's rib, the Miz. Man. Come
1: on, man. No one can be the Miz. Uh, what else? You mentioned Cesaro, yo. Know, him versus Owens. Um Owens <laughs> can't lose back to back nights. Oh, okay. That's what I was about to say. That's so all I'm gonna say about. We're gonna that. talk a little more about NXT in a little while, but. Owens has to beat Cesaro, right? Yeah, he has to. Him
2: losing back to back nights, plus all like the turmoil that they're talking about backstage, where people are split on whether they like Owens or they hate him because his weight or whatever. Owens is like the best heel that you have on the roster besides Rollins, and Owens is the only heel that can stand on his own too. Rollins still got to lean on t- Triple H. Yeah, Owens losing two nights in a row makes absolutely no sense, especially after he beat Cena. Like, has he won- he hasn't won a meaningful match since? No. So he's, he's got just to backed
1: win. out of matches or ran.
2: Like, I don't care how he wins. He's got to win. I think it's going to be the match of the night. Cesaro's been looking excellent. They've so, both
1: been pulling moves out that are just crazy. Their movesets are bananas like right
2: their, this feud, like, I don't want to see them meet again for a long time because that's, like, title battle type shit right there. Like, I don't want to see them fighting on Raw. I don't want to see them middling pay-per-views, like, split them up and have them go their own separate ways. Make Cesaro have a run for the U.S. title is something. Owens has got to be close to a title – just no way that like whatever these guys do on Sunday, split them up, and keep them both strong. If, if Owens has to go over on like leaning on the ropes, I don't care. He just can't <laughs> lose back to back nights.
1: Yeah, by any means necessary. Got to push Owens, and uh, they bury NXT talent really quick sometimes. Yeah, and he can't be sad. that guy. No, he's not too him. good to be that guy. And then. Let's see what other, other matches do we have? We have Ryback versus Miz versus Big Show. I don't care. You're I don't you
2: care. can wait for it. Yo, I don't care if an anvil drops on all three of them. I don't <laughs> care if they just stand there and look at each other. I don't That's my piss break. You don't they like to,
1: the feed me more?
2: Not dog. I the the women's match, the Divas match used to be my bathroom break or like my eat break or whatever the fuck I'm doing break. <laughs> this is my break. Like I don't I care nothing about this match. No one whatsoever. cares about this shit. I don't care.
1: And hopefully the Miz wins. It's that bad where I'd rather the Miz win the title. Because at least he can talk and make a funny I, – <laughs> I mean, he's a heel. He'll make whoever's going against him next really interesting. If it's Neville, maybe Neville will get, like, some good play. No, I don't Cesaro, care. I don't care. I, you know what? The yeah, Miz has to win.
2: I would just like to see Seamus cashing his money on the bank on the Intercontinental title because he can't win the – like, <laughs> go win the Intercontinental title and do some shit like that. I just don't – I don't want to see that.
1: Talking about Seamus, We have Seamus versus Orton. Orton wins again.
2: He should. Well, Seamus got to win sooner or later. You
1: would
2: think. But fuck Seamus. He's been getting bodied. Like, every week he gets bodied.
1: Every time. But he has money in the bank. As long as you have money in the bank, uh, you can just lose, right? Because sooner or later, you're going to cash it in. You're just Mr. Money in the Bank. That's your stick. You don't got to win.
2: But you got to, like, to win the money in
1: the bank, like, you got to lose and then cash it
2: in at the same event. Like, when I saw Rollins lose at Mania, I was like, ah, he's probably going to cash in tonight. Seamus isn't that type of guy. (laughs) Seamus is that guy where, like, just nobody gives a shit. Like, nobody's going to pop with him cashing in the briefcase. Like, nobody gives a fuck. Like, Conor McGregor doesn't like him. Nobody likes (laughs) Seamus. So, Orton should actually lose this match because he's been looking really strong lately. But Seamus sucks. Even with his weird look, he still sucks.
1: All right, we got Dolph Ziggler, Rusev, maybe.
2: Ziggler should go over. I'd
1: like like Rusev to crush him.
2: They've ruined Rusev. I've given
1: up. You don't like the friendly Rusev?
2: I don't like anything that you've done with Rusev. I don't, I don't like Rusev in boots. Crying nice over a on. girl? I don't like anything. Like, ever since he lost to Cena, I'm done with Rusev. I'm you done. You want barefoot Rusev again? I want barefoot Rusev. I don't want him, like...
1: No Bulgaria? You want, like, R- Mother Russia Rusev? Yeah, I
2: want Mother Russia Rusev. I don't want uh, Summer Rae. Like, get her out of the paint. I don't want no more Lana. Like, I want Rusev. They like, ruined Lana. They ruined everything. Lana's not even sexy anymore. So, look. Ziggler should go over... Because he just should, and he needs to win a meaningful match. And you know, might be staying for Dolph Ziggler, huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't trust your opinion on (laughs) nothing like that. What about the
1: women's match? Then we got the. You know, I want Bay to win just because. Well, I mean, it's it's an elimination match. It's an elimination. Yeah. So the last three are going to be NXT chicks.
2: No, the Bellas aren't going to get eliminated. Nikki's going to be in there.
1: All right.
2: This is the problem with the, the, this diva revolution. As much as I love it, I'm tired of this circle jerk of, like, you're going to win this week, and you're going to win. Like, everybody's got to look strong. Sooner or later, you got to split them apart, and somebody's got to lose. Becky Lynch has to lose. Somebody's got
1: to lose. The NXT girls haven't lost yet. No, and it's silly. Not because they they're all strong. They have been pinned. Nothing. I mean, they always beat someone else. They have to go on their own path.
2: It's, like, keeping them all together and fighting each other all the time is stupid. Like, split them up. Let them go their own ways. As for the match, um, Charlotte's probably going to win because she's over.
1: Charlotte always wins. Because Charlotte
2: first. will win, and then it'll be her and Nikki Bella, and she'll eventually win the title, and then Sasha Banks will come in, yada, yada, yada. Cause Sasha Banks is losing at NXT TakeOver. We'll talk about that later. But Sasha Banks got to lose the strap. Oh, yeah. She's oh. main roster now. But as much as I like Sasha, Charlotte's like the golden girl. For the Divas division, so
1: what else did we forget in SummerSlam? We well, have uh, family versus family. Yeah, the Wyatt match. family.
2: Well, we got the Wyatt family in the Shield. Um, another
1: match where I kind of don't care who wins. I just want to see if it's any good. Well, I have an interesting take on this too because I think this is the perfect time for Ambrose to turn heel. Well, yeah, he's been so but like it's, he's been so buddy buddy with Roman Reigns, it's disgusting. And I think it's coming. And I think they lose. And you see Ambrose turn on Reigns, and that's the rivalry that carries us through the fall. Reigns versus Ambrose. Hell in the Cell. There's some good shit between these two that can go. And, you know, the Wyatts, they're always whatever. Throw them in for whatever you need and keep it moving. So this Bray thing is going to die out. And you're going to just see brother versus brother, quote, unquote, with the Shield members turn on each other and elevate either Reigns or elevate Ambrose. Well, at this point, I think Ambrose
2: is the natural heel. He's always been the heel. He's been the Brian Pillman forever. Yeah. The loose cannon. So it only makes sense that he turns heel. Like, I've always felt Reigns needed to turn heel to give his ass some personality, but I just don't think it'll work. Like, Ambrose is that guy. So hopefully Ambrose turns on Reigns and calls him the match. They have a nice little feud, and Ambrose goes over because you need another hot heel because there's not enough of those. Not enough. So, Yeah. But, but if
1: it finishes with Roman Reigns just catching a spear on Bray, then I'm gonna be pissed, and it's gonna be a wasted match. Well, I'm tired it's of going Bray to be white. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean Bray loses all damn time. They didn't find something for Bray to do. They do. They, they really didn't do. find someone for him to beat. I mean, he beat the Intercontinental Champion, and it, like that shit never happened. Yeah. So we got uh, that. Is what else we missed? Oh, we got tag the, titles. The regular tag
2: titles. Yeah. I mean the, the the new. Day rocks. There's only two teams that can win this match. Black people people win again. Only black people can win this match. Yeah, if you're not black, Spanish people. Hey, there are no white people in this match.
1: No, everyone's a minority.
2: Shit, this is a minority (laughs) wrestling match with nothing but black. Oh, Vince is hot right now too. Now Vince probably did it as a joke, but
1: probably he can't wait for the Usos to come back. There's another minority. There's so much brown skin in there. All minority. You don't need another brown skin champion for years. Yeah, like look what I did for you people. New Day has to win. New Day.
2: Has to win. Yo, they're over again. They're they're gonna always be over as long as they're relevant. and They can't c- continue to lose. Biggie's eventually gonna have to break out and be a single star. But the fine have, star. Well, he's got to make a run at a title, like a real title.
1: Uh, US yeah.
2: title, cause he can go. Biggie's big ass can go. That motherfucker's big. Yo,
1: he's big as shit. He's yeah, wear pants sooner or later.
2: Like it's starting to look that weird. Yeah, is, it's just not working. It's a little too much. Like, damn, son, chill. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, we also have a. Uh, Aaron, the Aaron Neville match, the Red Arrow and the, and the Green Arrow.
1: Hey, that's that's interesting. The Cosmic
2: King, King Barrett, I do something with him because I'm tired of him losing too. Um, I don't know how that match goes, and I don't really care.
1: Nah, As I long, mean,
2: I hope it's entertaining. Like Stardust, Stardust
1: is too weird for me. That's well, another I, guy who's just too weird for me. I, like I know Stardust. you like that. Shirt. I like yeah. Stardust.
2: I think I think Stardust has always been good. I think
1: just like and yeah. Castle. Like, yeah, they can't can't I think, do the crazy eccentric. shit. They
2: just missed the bus with him and Goldust having a, a feud and. and Facing each other in Mania, they completely missed the bus with that, so they'll probably lose. I mean, you got a celebrity in there, the guy, the Arrow, so whatever. I mean,
1: he'll I, hit the spear and win or some shit. As or
2: long, like, look, like, the Cosby King, Wade Barrett, just don't lose again. Like, you already lost to R Truth. That's enough. Cut Wade that shit out.
1: Barrett, he's buried. He's damn near a step from going down to NXT. Yeah, and it's talking bad. about NXT, NXT Brooklyn, thirteen thousand tickets. Yeah. Wow. Man. This shit went from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah, 5, NXT 5, is its own, its it's own entity. Right 400
2: now. people at Full Sail University every week. And they're filling 13,000. That's an accomplishment.
1: Hell yeah. Big, big, Triple big Triple H show. is doing his thing. And then there we have the ladder match. Kevin Owens, Finn Balor. Balor has to win. Balor has to win. Even though
2: if, if Owens won, I wouldn't mind it one bit. However, somewhere in this mix, Hideo Itami has to get involved. I don't know where. I don't know if it's just after the match, but we got to figure out who attacks Dale. and somebody's got to go heal. Something's got to happen. Something strange has got to happen in this match, because if a Tommy comes back, he's got a feud with somebody. Yeah. It's got to be a title run. So it's either Owens or Balor that attacked him. Because if it ends up being somebody like Tyler Breeze, I won't give a shit. So, who, but Balor's just far too over right now. So. Maybe a Tommy doesn't know who attacked him and just turns Maybe Maybe
1: Atami attacks Balor. Balor he loses the belt him. that way.
2: It's weird. It's a number Owens of things takes that can happen. the belt. But I think Balor should win. I just wouldn't be that surprised. If Kevin Owens wins, then he loses Cesaro. But he can't win because he has to win on back-to-back nights. You can't be the NXT champion and go to SummerSlam and then lose to Cesaro. That can't happen either.
1: That'd be weird, but it could happen.
2: It, it shouldn't. Um, what else we have? The 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 debut of Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz. I don't know who he's squashing, but somebody about to get their ass whooped.
1: Oh, God. It'll probably be, uh, what is that, the the chubby guy who's always cutting promos to lose weight. Bull Dempsey? Bull Dempsey.
2: Yeah, it might be. It might be. I, I Rhino
1: doing anything?
2: Yeah, it's like <laughs> he got beat up by Samoa Joe. So, yeah, maybe Rhino. Whoever it is, Apollo Cruz got to go. Run. There's probably going to be some squash match. Cause yeah. everybody just show else. his moveset. Yeah. Let him flex. He don't smile. Let he him be black. Alive. Yeah. Like, at Zouha Nation, I was like, yo, he smiles a lot. And that's cool in the indies, but the WWE is a big black man. You got
1: to... got to be mean? That's you know, what you say? You got to You got to play a stereotype
2: for Vince? He just smiles a lot. He's like...
1: Just he, sit him down, let him watch Straight out Compton like three times back to back, and then come in and be like, be that.
2: You do what you got to do. It's just there's a lot of faces in NXT right now. I don't want him to be ill necessarily. I'm not talking about him. But... I Joe just has see. to be a
1: heel sooner or later, even though he's super old. Joe's over.
2: going to be a heel. That's, like, inevitable. Because he came in, it was supposed to feud with Owens. They ditched that, sent Owens to the main roster. And Joe's been in this weird limbo, so it's like he's got to go heel.
1: I like the the Corbin feud, though. Yeah, I hope Corbin Because Corbin's loses. been building for so long, just squashing people, and he's not it. He sucks. So he's been building for someone to squash him, and Joe's perfect.
2: Yeah, Joe should beat the shit out of Baron Corbin. Take him in his weird-ass pants and send his ass back to the locker room. I hope, I hope it's interesting because Corbin's not really good for extended matches. Um,
1: we'll see how it plays out. So we have that. We have Bailey taking on Bay Sasha Banks. Bayley's Sasha got Sasha got to lose. It breaks Bayley, my heart, she, but Sasha got to lose.
2: Yeah, the Bailey the belly off the top rope. It's gonna be. It should be like a show stealing match.
1: Yeah, it should I mean, be
2: excellent because Bailey can go.
1: Oh yeah, Bailey's um, the best left. No,
2: she's like all oh, that. stuff. Like left. she
1: broke her wrists. And then everybody else gets pulled up, and she's just down there looking like, what the fuck just happened? There's nobody left. It's her, like Dana, like Eva Marie. Eva Marie. She's like, I got to wrestle Eva Marie every goddamn week now. Yo, I heard she's going to be at wrestling at TakeOver. You know, yo. Eva Marie? Yeah. That's it, my bathroom. Bro. If, she, if she,
2: no, I will watch that to see New York unleash their fury on Eva Marie. <laughs> unleash the fury. It's going to be so bad. She sucks. She's horrible. She looks
1: like she thinks about every move. Every single move she takes. hair is whack. Yeah, she's terrible. And then we got Samoa Joe versus Corbin. We talked about that. That's about it. I don't know we what that is. The Villains and
2: uh, I always forget their name, just I always forget what they look like.
1: Uh shit. I don't know. They're really excited and they listen to EDM. Yeah. It looks like they're just like super broed out.
2: I don't know why I can't think right now. It's literally a brain fart.
1: Yeah, yo, you threw me off. I I know their names too. Shit, I don't know.
2: I just know they got Alexa Bliss with them. Yep. And that's all that matters. And, and they're I, a good
1: tag team though. Yeah. They go, whatever. I don't care.
2: Like <laughs> it's another match where like I like the Vault villains. It feels weird that their faces right now. I don't know what they're gonna pull out as their secret weapon to stop Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's another match where I'm just kinda like, eh, yeah, whoever wins wins. Great. Fantastic. It's all
1: building up to the main event and uh we kinda just want to see some old Joe. True. So that's wrestling. Real quick before we switch gears. G1 Climax.
2: Yes, man. It's over. It's over, and Tanahashi has won the G1 Climax tournament. For those who don't watch New Japan Wrestling, you're just going to be completely fucking lost. So
1: You got time? Catch up on that shit. Yeah. Do your Googles.
2: Do your Googles or something, but it looked like the whole event was built for Nakamura to win. From the time he lost to Goto, the, the Intercontinental strap there, it looked like he was being built to make a run at the, the heavyweight title that Okada currently holds, and him beating Okada – and on night 18 with an armbar making him submit was like, oh, well, he's got to go over. The thing is, is that Tana... It's so
1: technical, too. Like,
2: you go by armbar. It was, it was such a good match. Like, the last stretch of G1 matches were amazing. And, by the way, Michael Elgin has a new home. He needs to leave all Elgin's that shit. Good. Yeah. Yo, he was phenomenal in this tournament. His match with Ishi was amazing. Like, yo, he had great matches. For a dude that went in and basically told everybody, shut the fuck up, let me do my thing, and I'll prove to y'all that I can go... He did his thing in G1. Between him and Naito, with Naito's new "I don't give a fuck" stick, I love it. And those are the two MPs. Elgin just has
1: to find like that character though. Like you can't only be you to an extent. Hey, you know, in New Japan, it doesn't matter. In New it, Japan, it doesn't matter. Like, let but him to build off that again. Dude's a brute. No one's gonna let him just be him in that way. He- Unless you just come in and be like a complete asshole. Like yeah. people like that.
2: Well, back to Tanahashi winning. So hip and first of all, the five star match. The main That final was amazing. The last 10 minutes were ridiculous. The Boombayas and Fly fly low, high lows and everything, like, reversals, it was sick. Just like the Tanahashi-AJ Styles match. I know a lot of people were pissed that AJ lost, but you
1: don't really want to— I didn't think AJ was going to win like that anyway. If he's been wrestling good enough to have won the tournament, you could have been like, okay.
2: Well, I mean, it's a booking thing because AJ and Nakamura is a program waiting to happen down the line. Not yeah. right now. So Tanahashi— The reason why he won is that he beat Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, I think it was the year before last. So, it's Okada getting his redemption because he had his heart broken against Tanahashi. Tanahashi's old as shit. And most people came into the tournament. That's why you thought he wasn't going to win. Most people thought his back wouldn't hold up. He's got a bad back. But he showed out. He had great matches. Um, And his match with Nakamura shocked everybody, but it was an amazing match. So, I just don't know what they do with Nakamura now. Like, you built him up this much, for him to lose in the final and okada's next two title matches are pretty much set up so he's got Tenryu, who's who's going to wrestle probably the next whatever i can't i think it's the i can't remember the name of it. destruction devastation something like that and then aj styles aj beat him in the tag match on the finals that night um young bucks lost the the junior titles yeah the, to red dragon but if red you, dragon
1: always wins well fucking red dragon the all the time yo whoever they get the craziest push ever
2: Whoever has the, the NJPW Junior Tag Team titles, they lose. They never defend them. <laughs> Watch the shit. They never defend the titles. They always lose it. Um, so I'm not surprised. So Red Dragon's going to lose whoever they defend against next, who might be Times Williams. It might be, Dra- it might be Young Bucks. I don't know. They're going to lose. This is how the shit goes.
1: You can never have a, g- a sustained run.
2: And then Ricochet and Kushida had a great match. Ricochet smell.
1: match was crazy.
2: That He hey, had, uh, you tweeted
1: play? about it. So I had to like look it up, even though you know I didn't see everything in Succession for the final. I was like, "Yo, I just gotta see." And I follow him on Instagram. I was like, "Crazy."
2: The dude is—he's a, a great—he's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah, he has it. If he's not the next person to sign to NXT, I, I don't know who is. He He's
2: gotta learn cut a promo. Like, if you ever seen him They'll talk, teach him. You know, like, I hope they can figure that out. But he cool. has the look. He's got everything. He's got like—he's got the total package. He's got hes a high flyer. He can wrestle. He can take a bump, and he does shit that you've never seen before in the ring, like. Him and Kushida had a great match. It was built for Ricochet to lose because you know he's taking a little break from Lucha Underground yeah. before he goes back. So he did some bookings in New Japan, which Kashida's a guy, you know, like his Kimura, the way he puts it on in so many different ways, is <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah. Um, but all in all, like G1 was a great tournament. It was a grind this year, like 18 nights of wrestling is a fucking lot of wrestling, like it's a shitload. I was O.D.ing on, like I I couldn't to catch up. It was, it
1: was rough. I got sporadic after like eight, ten.
2: Like, day 10? Like, you got to skip the tag matches, get straight to the tournament yeah. matches. And then even then, like, when you see Takahashi wrestling, you're like, ah, no thanks. So you see, like, Doc Gallows wrestling, you're like, nope, I'm good.
1: Doc Gallows is weird to me. I, I'm not a fan of Doc Gallows. It's
2: full of club, man. It's, it's yeah. whatever. But, yeah, that, that's it for the G1. Uh, we'll see what happens next. Like I said, Tanahashi and Okada Wrestle Kingdom 2016. Book it. It's going to be amazing.
1: Yo, so we're still here at Agenda in the Venetian of Las Vegas. We don't feel like taking a break because we got to get this show done. Nah, we got man. shit to do. We got stuff to look at. Yeah. So we're just going to power through. And boxing, we got some official stuff going on in boxing.
2: Canelo and Cotto. It's booked. November 21st, Bandolay Bay. Yes. That's all we wanted. That's all I wanted. That's it.
1: Have it official.
2: Like, I ranked the pay-per-views in a piece I did for all sure, today. There's four pay-per-views to end out, close out the year. We got Lemieux and Golovkin. We got Floyd and Berto. We have Cotto and Canelo, and then we have Mayorga and Mosley. And are I you ha- really counting
1: Mayorga? It's Moseley? a pay per
2: view. I'm gonna count it. Okay. And here's why.
1: <laughs> Mayorga? <laughs> are you
2: buying it? Nah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be there. I'm going. Like oh, you are. Yeah, I'm going. I'm. I'm gonna be at Mayorga and Mosley. At the
1: Marquez fight.
2: Yeah. Right. Everybody else is gonna be at the Marquez fight. I'll probably. I'm gonna end up covering that for somebody else. I'll end up being there doing some reports because nobody's going to that shit. It's gonna be me, Shane, and. Maybe Mayorga if he shows up. That's about it. Maybe. <laughs> That's how, but here's my thing about that fight. As bad as it is and how shop worn those two guys are, and I think like Shane has been like, he sounds like brain damage these days. That fight could be wildly entertaining for as long as it lasts.
1: Yo, they're just going to just throw haymakers. That's
2: Shane it. Shane got nothing to lose. So, in terms of entertainment value, that fight might be better than Mayweather Birdo, which sucks.
1: You're. Short change in Mayweather. Because no, I think he's gonna go out there and throw hands. You really do? He's gonna be, yeah, not the normal Mayweather. So
2: let's just say Mayweather has his fight with Birdo, and we'll go back to the rest of his, these pay-per-views in a minute. Mayweather gets clipped by Birdo. He goes in defense mode and he's gonna shut him down for the rest of the fight. He's
1: not why would he he's not gonna risk it? But he's not gonna get clipped. I think he's just gonna be quick enough and he wants the power and he wants to train. Uh, we'll see. You know, to, to get the knockout. We'll see. You're gonna he, see a different Mayweather.
2: I don't care. Like, again, don't care about that fight. What are we, about four weeks out? I don't, like, nothing, no bone in my body has moved me to say, yo, this Mayweather-Burdo fight, fight of the year, son, fight of anything. It should be free television. It
1: I, is, well, so, I mean, the Canelo fight isn't going to be that much better. It's going to be, it's interesting, man, because it can go a lot of ways. We haven't seen Cotto fight anyone Canelo. That's
2: why it's a good fight. Like, you really can't pick who's going to win that. that. Like, everybody's giving Canelo the edge because of his youth, but it's not a foregone conclusion. Berto's not beating Mayweather. On no planet is Andre Berto beating Floyd Mayweather. I'm
1: dropping 20 on him to win, though.
2: Of course, if Mayweather takes a <laughs> dive, that's the only way that's just going to happen. There's no, there's no drama in that fight. Like, leading up to that fight, you don't see it. Can- Canelo and Cotto, there's so many subplots. Mexico versus Puerto Rico, the young star against the established. Future I better Hall see my Puerto
1: Ricans out here too. We better no be star. out in full force.
2: It's gonna be wild. It's a
1: home, it's a damn near a home game for Canelo. We can't be packed full of Mexicans. My Puerto Ricans better show up.
2: Yo, it's gonna be a great
1: fight. Um, Canelo's not just gonna wash
2: Cotto. It's, and Cotto never has a boring fight. Nah, never. You know, unless he's fighting somebody like Austin Trout, even even then he tried to make that one look exciting. But Canelo Cotto has fight of the year written all over it. It won't be fight of the year. It'll be a good fight. But I'm picking Canelo to win, but it, this, there's a lot of intrigue. And if you throw Andre Ward on that
1: card, it's that much better. Oh, yeah. that's If Andre Ward's on there, shit, he doesn't want to fight on BET again. Nah, hell no. Nah. You he might as well come, collect the check, tune up for a Triple G fight. Yeah, because, I mean. Build an audience so you're worthy to fight Triple G on pay-per-view. Because
2: now, like, you have tr- Triple G and Lemieux, which is going to be. It's going to be good. The fact that you got Roman Gonzalez against Va- Brian Valora on the undercard, between those four fighters, there are, are 100 knockouts in 100 and I think 59 total fights. 100 knockouts. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. And the only person who really ruins the percentage is Brian Valora because he's the only he's knocked out like 25 of 33 opponents. Everybody else has got like an 80 to 90 percent knockout rate. Crazy. So if you're looking for action, get Lemieux and Golovkin. If you're looking for ridiculousness in the wild bra, get Mayorga and Mosley. If you're looking for the best total packages, Cotto and Canelo. If you're looking for a farewell sparring match, get mayweather berto
1: Damn. Treat it like the fourth option. It is. You ain't got no love for Mayweather? That hurts.
2: Not as much as I love Floyd, I think he's the best fighter on the planet. This fight is not entertaining.
1: Let's hope for 50, then. Let's hope for 50. Talking about entertaining fights, UFC. Chris Weidman locked it in for UFC 194 yes cards Luke coming Rockwell. together
2: yeah that, that card is loaded already crazy and I'm just glad it's here not Texas State <laughs> like, not Cowboys State I'm just glad it's here
1: we finally get to see Aldo McGregor we get to see Wyman Rockhold which is a complete toss-up so both fights are complete toss-ups
2: yeah and for the record I'm, I'm gonna say it now and I might change my mind I'm picking Luke to win this fight to be Chris Weidman.
1: Damn, I said if anyone was gonna be Weidman, it'd be a fighter like Luke.
2: Luke Rockhold has everything in terms of the ground game, the striking, his jujitsu, his wrestling. Like he's the only thing is, is that Weidman's a better offensive wrestler than him. But I don't know, like. I don't think Weidman's as dynamic of a striker as Luke Rockhold. So, yo, and just, Weidman
1: leaves his jaw open a lot. It's just it's hard
2: to hurt Chris Weidman. Weidman's got a chin on him.
1: Oh, we got Romero on that card as well. Yeah,
2: well, if the There's Romero this, this is like the third or fourth time they try to book Romero and Jacare. But whoever wins that fight gets the next middleweight title shot. Yeah. Yo, the card is loaded, loaded. Woo. I feel bad for 191 now because like 191 looks like shit compared <laughs> to 194 and like 189. 192
1: looks dope too though. That's what I'm saying. 191 it's, is just kind of getting lost in the shuffle.
2: And even though I think it's gonna be a great card, I think you know I think even the Arlovski mirror fight is gonna be great. I think DJ and Dodson might be Great a fight, fight of the year. Yeah, It's just when you talk about how loaded these cards are, the fact you put Rockhold and uh, Weidman underneath
1: McGregor and Aldo. And Which he- breaks the rule again, by the way. McGregor's a rule breaker. when If you're the hey. lightest person with a title match, you got to be under. Nope. The biggest star. He is the headliner.
2: Yeah, the biggest star, the one going to draw. And that's the most anticipated fight. And he's the lowest rated fighter out of everybody on the, on the, in those two main events. McGregor, yeah. it's wha- he's still
1: ranked third. He's still behind Frankie. Yeah, well,
2: he has the title. Well, because he hasn't beaten somebody like Frankie yet. Beating Mendez, beat a lot of people weren't convinced. It's two week notice fight. It <laughs> is what it is. I talked to Frankie. Frankie said the same thing. He was like, "Yeah." He was like, "McGregor showed me a lot, but you're still fighting a Chad Mendez who was working on two weeks."
1: He got him out of here though.
2: He did, but it's still two weeks, and we saw Shit. we clearly saw Chad Mendez gas. Like we saw what it was. So. Of the four fighters, McGregor's the lowest of the four fighters on the pound for pound list. Rocco Weidman and Jose Aldo, who's still the best pound for pound fighter. That's and that's if, crazy. If McGregor wins, everything changes. Yo, after
1: 194, everything's gonna be fucked up in terms of the rankings. Everything. Everything. I'm glad that's your job and not mine. Yeah. And then uh, Weidman came out also and said that he wants a John Jones fight and he's thinking about moving up to 205 in a couple years. Beat Luke Rocco first. He thinks Luke is light work, easy. Yo, John Jones.
2: supermodel. John Jones isn't here yet. And John Jones, there's already somebody calling him out named Daniel Cormier. <laughs> like, Cormier wants a piece of John Jones. John Jones, I'm coming for you, boy.
1: Like, that dude is coming for him. So, to, to worry By about. By the time John Jones comes back, Cormier might be 40.
2: No, I'm just saying. You get for, his ass out of here. Wyman don't need to worry about John Jones right now. Wyman needs to worry about Luke Rockhold and then the winner of Jacare and Yo Romero. That's it. Like, chill on all that super fight shit. Everybody's talking about super fight gets super ass fight. busted.
1: I was talking uh, to some UFC people the other day, and I was like, yo, the only UFC super fight I could really see happening is at the lower weights. If you get, like, a Mighty Mouse versus TJ. Because TJ lost to, to Dodson, so Mighty Mouse beats him twice. It's like, okay, like, yo, we can see this shit. And that's not even a super fight. Technically, it's super fight. I mean, it's title versus title championship. Yeah, champ. I mean, that's,
2: that's what you call it, you know. But at the end of the day, it turns into like a catchway fight. It's like, it's not as big as like Pettis and Aldo was a big fight. Super fights just don't exist because guys lose too easy too in MMA. Quick.
1: Too quick. Uh, right now, my boy just showed up, Ray P from the com. We're here at Agenda. He just walked by. I had to c- tell him come sit down. And I pulled him over because he's always giving me shit about the hood classics. So. He is religiously watching all the Hood films on Netflix and all this shit. Uh, Backstory real quick. We grew up together in New York in the Bronx. And he always watched these. Like, he'd be at his crib all the time watching Paid in Full, New Jack City. These are all his movies. So, the day that we do a list, he happens to walk by. So, I had to tell him to sit down. Top five Hood classics movies. i give him the mic so he can speak. But... It's it's crazy, and I know his list is going to be so left field from mine. What's your top five, yo? Introduce yourself. Hold on. It's Ray P.
3: What's going on, people? My name is Ray P. I'm the editor over at theshoegame.com. Photographer, videographer, janitor, whatever you want to call me. I really don't care. Um, I'm reading his list right now, and... I would say it's probably 90%, like, not agreeable. <laughs> that's no <laughs> order. Even if it was no order, I don't agree with 90% of it. Uh, like, where's, are we just talking about, like, black movies? Because I consider Goodfellas a hood classic. Yeah,
2: we got to talk about urban just hood urban? classes. Okay. Ghetto phenomena. Because, yeah, um, Goodfellas, is, that's a, I mean, In beast. Too
3: Deep is nowhere on yes. this list into too
2: deep? Classic. Oh, shit. You ain't no cop, Jay Reed. You I can tell guy. you and Kel grew up together. God damn. It's um, too deep?
3: Ugh. Nah, I mean, you, Omar uh, Omar Epps, when he went to where well, they said he was from Ohio or whatever, he was trying to infiltrate the gang. And I was like, what do they sell out there in Ohio? Corn? And, like, what's crazy is me going to Ohio for the first time and seeing what it looked like Uh I can only imagine back in the 90s, it was just like, yo, this dude comes from a farm town. How is he, you know, pushing any type of weight? What is he doing in New York City? So I feel like uh, that was classic because, I mean, you had uh, LL Cool J almost in his prime in that movie.
2: Nope.
3: That's a classic. (laughs) Uh, What else we got? Training Day is a classic.
2: Damn, Deep Cover wasn't on the list. I forgot about Deep Cover.
3: No, Deep Cover is on there. Oh, it is.
2: Well, it doesn't crack my top five. I, right. w- I
3: wouldn't agree yeah. with Deep Cover. Uh, Juice, definitely got to be top three. Yeah,
2: that's not my number one.
3: Belly, got to be in the top three. Nope. <laughs> uh, Boys in the Hood, I would agree with Boys in the Hood. Uh, City of God, I'm not sure if I can consider that an urban. Yeah, it's, a, it's
2: hard. It's like a world classic. Like It is. Yeah. Did you
3: see the sequel, City of Men? Yeah. It was amazing.
2: Amazing. Not as good as City of God, but
3: nah, damn good movie. Set It Off. Set off is up there. I just, I don't know if it'll top ten. Um, fade in full, top five. I don't know if you would consider it a in a top ten, but I mean, state property is a strong, yes. worthy of a mention.
2: See, like state property, like I'm about it, like shit like that has its own category because they're terrible so. movies. At the end of the day,
1: state property was filmed terribly. The quality is terrible. The movie's dope.
2: You can't hate on state property. Yo, what is the movie? I can't even think of it right now. With Cam's Cameron spit on the on the on the kid? What what the fuck movie was that? Yeah. It's horrible.
1: Yeah, with Cam but,
2: spit on. Yeah, that's. Yo, like like I'm bad Like these are movies
1: I watch and I'm entertained, but they're
2: shitty movies. At the end of the day,
1: I mean, paid in full didn't have the best quality ever, but well, that shit still though, it still landed was, number one on my list.
2: Paid in full was a good movie. Like people who see paid in full will agree that paid in full is a good movie. People who saw, like, I'm about It, nobody agrees that I'm Bout It is a good movie. The same with State Property. Like, you see State Property, you're like, yeah, okay. It's entertaining, but it's like, get the fuck out of here.
1: This <laughs> shit looks terrible. And straight out Compton, like, I was looking, I was like, is that really a hood classic? Like, could it go down as a hood classic? Yeah. Because then on my list, I was like, yo, it's above the rim. That's a hood flick. It's a in a hood, hood flick. Yes. Oh, absolutely. above the rim would have been five.
3: Yeah, above the rim is definitely up there for sure. I mean... It's relevant just straight off the meme game. Like, right? Dwayne Wade uh, on a dude in the park pulling out the pistol. Like, that's one of the most relevant memes on Twitter right now.
2: Above the Room classic. Birdie. Uh, like, come on. Pac. Boogaloo. Come on.
3: But straight out of Compton, I feel like because it was a biopic, it's in a different category than a lot of these things we're, we're talking about. Like, I mean, it it's a biopic, not a loosely based on real events that happened with, you know, big-time drug dealers or whatever. Like, these were entertainers, and that was the basis of the of the. Well, pay the Fool
2: was pretty close, too, then. Alpo, like, those guys exist. Yeah, it was loosely based yeah. on,
3: you know, Harlem events, but I feel like it was based on events that happened with, like, I guess you would call them hood celebrities, like, drug dealers and those kind of dudes as opposed to, like, Rappers. I
2: feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying. But um, it'll still fall on my hood classic, like Boys in the Hood, would be a hood classic. I, I don't know. That's just me. I get it though. I get your perspective on it because it's a it's something that really happened. Like the rate like the James Brown movie is not like a hood classic. Exactly. Yeah. Get on so, up it's, not a hood classic. it's like a,
1: a whole different genre of movies. Yeah. And going through the list, like American Gangster wasn't on the list. Um It's not, in my it's not enough time. But that Frank, was dope. Frank
2: Lucas is based on a true story, too. So it's yeah, yeah. Not, so not it, it
1: could fall into, like, one of the hook classic joints, And there's just so many. Like, shout out to Netflix for having, like, a ton of these. It's sure. just, it's upped the Netflix and chill nights. This this is why people will be like, yo, just come over.
2: Yo, you want to know what a hook classic is? Have you seen Snow in the Bluff?
3: I have not seen Snow in the Bluff. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Snow on the Bluff is, it got got to be top 10. Yo, that shit is so stupid. I watched that for the very first time when it released. (laughs) I was in Atlanta. My dude was like, yo, you should come check this out. This kind of shows you what the Atlanta is that people rap about. You hear trap music, but you don't ever see the real ghettos of Atlanta. Snow on the Bluff is one of the most craziest things because you go through the whole movie thinking like, yo, is this real? The whole movie. And they're showing you real hoods in Atlanta. You can't understand half of the, the things these people are saying, so you got to watch like maybe two, three times to get it. But it's rough. It's rougher than 90% of the New York or L.A. movies that have been created. It's a classic.
2: People don't understand, like, like I went to Morehouse, and the Swatch is right across the street from Morehouse. I don't know why there's always a hood. Or, like, the projects are always across the street from a black college. It's the way it goes. You go to Howard, it's the same thing. But, yeah, growing up over there, like, I got robbed at, at, in the Swatch. You know, the tall college kids like, don't cross the street. And I had no else to get to the MARTA, which is the, the transit, got robbed at gunpoint. And it was like, it was dope houses everywhere, like right across the street from Morehouse. Like you, When you went to Domino's Pizza, anybody who went to Morehouse from like late 90s to like the mid 2000s where there was like Steagles and like Domino's Pizza, you knew that you didn't cross at a certain hour because your ass was getting robbed. It was over. You might not come back. Was so when I saw Snow in the Bluff, I was like, oh, shit.
3: Was it pretty accurate? To from what experience? I saw
2: yeah yeah like Catch was in pushing like rock Catch was pushing heroin like on the regular like that shit was real when I saw Stone in the Bluff it, but it's, it's like you're watching the movie and you're like it's, like the whole time like this shit can't be real like the entire time like this can't be real
1: yo I gotta stay out of Atlanta like I, I see Atlanta and I think like love and hip hop that's like the strip, and you see like Vegas
2: is the strip like Atlanta is not like I
1: went Buckhead. to Atlanta
2: like once I went to the mall it was like a bunch of interesting characters Greenbrier, Lennox. Lennox. Okay, Lennox has changed over the
1: years. Yeah, there was a, a different demographic <laughs> yeah. in that mall. Well, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> like, I was just like, this Atlanta, though, like, that, and everyone's like, yeah, we hang out at the skating rink and all this shit. I'm just like, well, this is a TI movie? Like, that's my idea of Atlanta. So I got to see this I love Snow that. in the
2: Bluff. I lo- watch Snow in the Bluff, then you'll probably be scared to ever go to Atlanta for the rest of your life.
3: So uh, I recently rewatched Slow in the Bluff because I browsed Netflix religiously for the past eight years. So I was at home with my girl trying to pick a movie, Mm. and she's never seen it. I was like, oh, nah, nah, you got to watch this. You have to. I'm not even going to tell you what it's about because I'll ruin it for you. But the way it it starts is just as crazy as the way it ends. And from people I know from Atlanta, it's a very accurate depiction of the hood.
2: This is a sequel, by the way. I'm not going to watch it. Anything, a sequel for that shit, never going to watch it. I just want to preserve what I saw the first time, and it fucked me up. Like, watching Snow in the Bluff, I was like, this can't be real.
3: Yeah. Just, Kel, be happy that you don't know that side of Atlanta. Yeah. Because I don't either. I only saw, I go to Atlanta every three months. I go to Stone Mountain, a little bit away from the city. Yeah, that's a
2: little out the way. <laughs>
3: um, you know, I'll hit up American Deli. And that's as authentic of Atlanta experience I want to have. Cause it's real out there yo it's real snow in the bluff
2: people if you haven't watched it yet watch it email us tweet us let us know what you think i get if any of you say it, it didn't surprise me i'm gonna call you fucking liar because five minutes in the movie you're gonna be like what the fuck am i watching that's the first thing i said what the fuck am i watching and i paused it when got my wife i was like watch this <laughs> and she was like what the fuck are we watching i called my homeboy i was like yo let's all watch this shit together in real time and we were texting each other and everybody kept saying what the fuck. It was, was the only things we said to each other for like two hours. The fuck? The fuck was that?
1: The fuck is this? Yo, I got to watch that like ASAP. Like this weekend, I'm going to sit down and just live tweet through it. And I need to get some people on my timeline to watch that shit with me.
2: Yeah, I'm just Yo. telling you, watch it with people. It's the best way to
1: watch it. Like, And then when you see
2: it, you're going to enjoy introducing it to somebody else. Because you know what you're about to watch. They have no fucking idea. Nobody has a clue what they're about to get into. That shit is, like, next level ridiculous. Like, remember when Blair Witch Project came out people was like, is that real? Yeah. This is worse than that. This,
1: like <laughs> it's like I, Blair Witch for black people?
2: Yeah, it, was a, well, like, like, it wasn't like... That like that scary, real, too? What, actually, yes. All right? Yes. <laughs> if I saw a dude in the street, I'd be like, yo, you're not an actor. Or, like, don't shoot me. Like, it's fucked up. Just, just go see it
1: crazy. So right now, we got to go back to Agenda. We got to walk around. We got shit to do. We got, well, we got to
2: We haven't talked about
1: UFC this weekend. Oh, the UFC this You're weekend. You so in a hurry
2: to go inside and see yo, all the
1: ass inside. Yo, there's a nice crowd in there, see? I guess.
2: See?
1: I'm more hyped for like the parties and stuff tonight. I guess the weekend is here. I'm not going out. Dre's. You're not going out? Not You're going to be an
2: old-ass man? That, dog, I've, been the, I've gone out every Magic, and I get washed every Magic and Agenda, and this year, I'm good.
1: Why I'm you gotta good. be an old man for?
2: Cause I got work to do, bro. I got I got bills to pay. Like they, I can't go to. I don't want to see the weekend tonight. You can work at any time. No, I can't. If I go, like, <laughs> I can't work at any time. I gotta okay. work on the allotted hours when I'm awake,
1: right? <laughs> I don't need to be at a nightclub tonight. I'm good. Sleep is overrated. So we're gonna talk Andreas into going out tonight. But first, let's talk UFC saskatoon saskatoon thank you for pronouncing all, that correctly all i correctly.
2: Really care about is max holloway and Rafael laveria like that that's the only match i really care about is the headlining max holloway took conor mcgregor to the limit i'm picking holloway um i think holloway's got a bright future ahead of him even though he's lost against some tough competition he's, he's doing the canelo yes. He's young and taking tough fights down, and as he gets older he could be a future champion holloway moved up in weight right nah he's been he's been featherweight same division yeah.
1: huh? oh connor has to give him else. another shot
2: He just took some L's. That's all it was. So, and that's all I really want to talk about with that card. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Holloway is
1: good. Um, I always kind of think he's going to lose going into these fights because he does pick just tough opponent after tough opponent.
2: They they tell him, you want to fight him? He's like, sure. And the kid's only like 23.
1: Yo, and he's just crazy talented. And we'll see what he does this weekend because it's a big stepping stone. That division's so wide open. It's crazy. So we have to really just see who's next, and then we get – Aldo and see if he's going to remain king of that division or if Conor McGregor's the real deal and stuff oh, yeah. starts to shake up a little bit.
2: I mean, and Charles Oliveira's is no joke. I call him Javier. I don't know why, um, but Charles Oliveira's is no joke. He's been on a nice little run too. So it should be a great fight. Um, Eric Silva and, and Neil Magny's on the card. Magny just
1: coming off of like, on the first oh. August first. Magny fought, took the L. It's like I'm ready, and you're going to get in there with Eric Silva. That's a bad pull, bro. But but he had won seven in a row
2: before then. Yeah, but Eric Silva is still—he's on the cusp. He's one of those guys. Like when when Eric Silva's on, he's one of the top ten in that division. When he's off, he's off. So hope Magna gets him when he's off. We'll see. Uh, Berkman and Cote is on the card. Josh Berkman.
1: Berkman. Berkman kind of needs to win. He does. Right? He made his coming I mean,
2: back. He had he's, his nice had run. Great and, fights. Yeah, he had a nice run through World Series. Yeah, and he got the call back to UFC. Had a tough fight with Lombard, but Lombard steroid barred, whatever. Yeah, you know, shit happened. So. Yeah, he does need to win. Kote's old, kind of washed out. And, it's a good fight for him. Yeah. rest of the card is eh, it's Saskatoon. East DeVoyan is on there. Sam Stout is on there. Chris Beale's on there. It's in Saskatoon. Like, who the fuck lives in Saskatoon? I don't Saskatoon? even know where the fuck Casca- Saskatoon is. Hey, saskatoon called global expansion we're gonna go everywhere scandinavia is next so our canadian
1: listeners are just gonna fucking kill me we are gonna fucking murder us for not being able to pronounce saskatoon
2: but it is what it is i know where saskatoon is it's cold as fuck i, I don't know. plan I,
1: on ever going to saskatoon
2: max holloway more power, him and Oliveira more power to you for having a fight in saskatoon good luck
1: <laughs> so next week we're coming back we'll have guests for you next week we're going to bring some people in. We've got a lot of people to catch up with. Uh, we've been moving around a lot this past couple of weeks. Yeah. It's supposed to be our slow weeks, our off weeks. Never. And it's been crazy. So stay tuned. Thank you guys for listening to us. Thanks, for everyone, for supporting us. Make sure if you're on iTunes and you're subscribing to us, rate us, and also leave like a nice little comment. I read that shit. So it's cool to like hear what you guys think about the show. And thanks for supporting us. Follow me on Twitter at Kel Dansby.
2: You can follow me at Andreas L. Everything that Kel said, I don't give a shit what you say. Like, if you want to comment and say this show sucks, go for it. Yo, one it.
1: person said you sucked when you ran Hip Hop DX.
2: <laughs> I read the comments. That yo, shit would have me dying. That person is a liar. Like, he don't even know the era <laughs> I ran DX in, idiot. So, it's, it's, it is what it is. He's just trolling. Just trolling. That's uh, why I don't trolls, read the shit. See? I don't care.
1: So you got to stay away from the trolls. All right, yo, so we'll be back next week with another great episode. But for now... We out. Peace.
0: All the corners make us rise and chill and die just to make a living. We underrated, we educated. The corner was our time when time stood still and gators and snake and yellow and pink and color blue profiles. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our keepstock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time.
2: Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger, for the ones who get it done.